please welcome Francesca Fiorentini and Nato Green. is you know what the fuck this is it's a fucking podcast uh this is the live edition i, I of feel like it's 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 like uh it's like a, a, a i was about a, to say it i was about to a moment a, a, it captures the spirit of the age the, the the sentence make it loud for this live podcast taping uh i feel like that's like oh that's where we're that's that's where we are um i feel like an Ander- alexander hamilton like, like, quote coming on, just like, just you wait, you know, like, uh-huh. I'll get there. You, you, fuck, fuck John Lovett, all right? Fuck that noise, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, Bituation Room, this is, for those of you guys who don't know, uh, uh, it's a, like a lefty luau, it's like a progressive um, powwow, other, other culturally appropriated uh, gatherings. Um, it's like a slumber party where everyone is woke. And... Uh, <laughs> It's that like cool? it's like the the person selling communist newspapers at the rally where like every headline has an exclamation mark uh, is like you know uh, denounce the imperialist running dog capitalist or whatever but also there's jokes yeah now it's just listen to my podcast now listen to my podcast um, have you thought and, about the Spartacus League mm-hmm. uh, they uh, they were into orgies. Do you guys know that about the Spartacists? All right. Uh, that's for <laughs> nobody. Um, how, do you, how, how do you know that? You know, I, like I went to a couple meetings and then I was like, all right. Um, once I fucked all five of them, which was granted almost as many people as are in this room. Um, no, this is a space where we can talk about, you know, just like throw down and talk about progressive politics, have a little quote-unquote safe space, talk about things you don't always get to talk about out there in the world. You don't have to listen to the fucking right wing. We don't care what they have to think. We know what they have to think. They have all the platforms. So instead, this is ours. You don't even have to listen to the center. Yeah, fuck the, fuck the center as well. Um, with us in the situation this this month, this live edition, uh, two awesome guests. She is an associate editor with the Electronic Intifada and co-host of the Electronic Intifada podcast. There you go. See? We're coming for you. She's also the author of In Our Power, U.S. Students Organized for Justice in Palestine and has been reporting on Palestine-related issues for 17 years. She's also a proud member of Left Roots, shout out, working to build strategy to win 21st century socialism in this current trash-ass country. And oh yeah, she gets a lot of hate mail. Please welcome Nora Barrows-Friedman, everybody. This is... This is our, our this is our second month in a row with a gef, guest from Left Roots. So this is uh, yeah, I know. Will they let us in? Uh, I, we're gonna have, no. We we'd have to go to a lot of meetings and study groups to be. I can't do it's that. It's a big commitment. If I have to give up like nail appointments, then uh, my nails are definitely not done. Guys, don't say anything. No one no one can hear your bad nail job. Uh, also joining us is stand-up comedian, writer, and occasional host of the web show News Broke. You've also seen him on Viceland and heard him on this podcast as a regular, degular, schmegula guest. Please put your hands together for Mr. Matt Lieb. Hello. I'm regular, schmegula. Degular. Hell yeah. I'm glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me on your live version. Yeah, you're welcome. Hell yeah, a lot of people here. God, there's so many people. I uh, so Nora, have I told you about my? I have a I have a funny I have a, a very hilarious electronic intifada story. Oh please tell me. Um, you know I don't know if you have heard, but there's some issues about Facebook disrupting our democracy, um, and how like Facebook uses ads. It's a great uh, company. To, to like distort people's but I'm not that concerned about it because there was one time I opened Facebook and there were ads targeted to me side by side for electronic intifada and friends of the Israeli defense forces <laughs> uh, and I was like oh poison. they don't fucking know what they're doing so this, this isn't that big of a threat I'm not worried it's just about algorithms like, uh, like oh this Jew he's interested we're not gonna pick a side yeah. let's hedge our bets we're gonna take some of everybody's money yeah. that's Zuck is going to get that fucking Israel money, whatever side you're on. He loves it. Yeah. Suggested friends, Linda Sarsour or Benjamin Netanyahu. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Well, we start off every bituation room with the uh, the question to all of our guests: What are you bitching about now? Mm. That could be something super small, or it could be something real, real big. Uh, Nora, what are you bitching about? Um, I'm always bitching about Israel, but we're going to spend some time talking about Israel today. So I was going to um, uh, take a gamble and and bitch about billionaires. Mm. Um, I know it could be hostile Split the territory room. here. I know. <laughs> Um, Howard Schultz alone. <laughs> I was just listening to the previous episode about Howard Schultz, and I really appreciated that. And it got me thinking, there are so many billionaires that I hate and I want to bitch about, um, particularly... Except for one. Yeah. Oprah. <laughs> oh, I was going Soros. Oh, I mean, okay. give it... <laughs> Go ahead. Um, yeah, I'm still waiting for my check from Soros. Um, Aren't we all? But I know. <laughs> the accounting department oh, you is crazy. Get, you, you didn't get yours? <laughs> I didn't. I got, you must. You have to. I got a here. drink ticket from Soros. <laughs> you, you have to for doing your ten pass. minute stand up set. Maybe you have to level up with the protocols of the elders of Zion to get your Soros money. <laughs> I'm still. I'm still just a Padawan of Zion right now. I'm not yet an elder. Sorry, Nora. No, it's fine. I w- so the, the, there's so many billionaires to choose from, um, but I was particularly. Um, Looking at Richard Branson, who is a billionaire, and he has um, very strange hair, and and <laughs> and you know the last time that like Richard Branson was um, in my Facebook feed was when uh, right after the inauguration of Donald Trump, and he and Obama were like on a yacht together. Right. Do you remember this? Yeah. They were like yeah, yeah. parasailing it up. Yeah. Um, just sailing like, it up. Yeah, what exactly. You know what? Let the world burn. We <laughs> got a parasail. Right. This, we're having fun. Yeah, I don't know yeah. about you guys. Um, but anyway, so Richard Branson, the billionaire yacht uh, guy who wants to like build a spaceship to take all the rich people to Elysium or whatever, like him <laughs> and Elon Musk. Um, he uh, wants to to or he's organizing sort of like a live aid sort of concert on the border between Colombia and Venezuela to try and like foment popular oh support for the regime change God. operation backed by the US. It's so disgusting. It's like and, and today, Bono is performing. Oh, I would absolutely imagine. he's going to perform. Absolutely. But but it, but today, just like the reading, entire Davos uh, <laughs> yes. conference is going to no, be in the they front row. Get, like, They're going to have front row seats. No, so this dude, be it's going to be like the fire festival. Yeah, for the one percent, um, the one percent regime changers for Venezuela. So that that was my bitch of the week. I have I have How been bitching are, about Venezuela for the last month, but this particularly, I was like, oh, damn it! Can you buy Can Branson. you buy tickets though to Imperials Coachella? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I would totally go to Imperial's Coachella. It sounds, oh, yeah. Depends who's headline. It's depends who's headline. Everyone's got to speak uh, sing in Spanish, though. It'll be like uh, <laughs> Katy Perry doing, you know. <laughs> My Pence best is going to do it. Chica yeah. y me gusto. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how you say it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it is it a sign that I'm a self-hating Jew that when you started complaining about Richard Branson, there was a part of my brain that was like, "Fucking Jews." Is he Jewish? Uh, yep. hey, wait, is he, is he a, Jew? a Jew? I didn't even no, know he was Jewish. No, okay, he's not. Right. I'm just, okay, I'm yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, okay. We don't want him in our club. No. We do not want him. Uh, no. For to the, answer your question, um, yes. Yes, it is. That's, that's my internalized oppression. Got it. For those Glad of you who it. are um, just listening on the podcast and for the people who in this room who um, maybe didn't pick up on what we were laying down here, this is a panel of all Jews and a yeah. panel of basically a, right. a functional Jew, I'm Chinese and Italian, and that equals Jew, <laughs> essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're basically... Um, yeah, I'm appropriating that oppression. No, but it's... Uh, yeah, so... What a so perfect subject to talk about. It's a great tonight. subject yeah. to talk about for tonight, and we're going to get into that with the sitch, but that's a good bitch. Fuck Richard Branson <laughs> and Virgin America and mm. that fucking song. I'll never like it. I'll mm. never like the boarding song. Yeah. And how tonight, dare you say... get ready to fly. Because no. we're going to live it, it on up, up in the sky. sky. On Columbia's border with Venezuela. It's actually a pretty great song. I mean, <laughs> that's no. how I learned how to put on a seatbelt on a plane. <laughs> Before, I was just not listening to the people telling me, but I was like, oh, a music video? Oh, my milky brain can handle this. <laughs> uh, that's totally what they're going to open the Live Aid concert with. 
Porque cuando la revolución. Did you say your milky brain? Yes, I did. I got a milk brain. I thought you were going with boobs, but anyway. It makes sense to me. It's like a wet milk brain. Something about it made sense. Like a Caucasian brain is just real milky. You know what I mean? Okay. A real milk brain. I like cookies. So Jews are white? Is that what you're saying? Uh, white Jews are. <laughs> yeah, we're putting that down right now. This podcast says white Jews are white. Yeah. Uh, revolutionary talk tonight, you guys. NATO, what are you bitching about? Uh, the end of the universe. Um, I I have what? I have uh, specifically talking about it to my children. Um, one of I have ten year old twins, and uh, one of them I was like hey, we were on a walk the other day, and I was like, hey, we can talk about whatever you want to talk about. What do you want to talk about? And they said. Um, you know, I, I heard that in four and a half billion years, the Andromeda galaxy is going to collide with the Milky Way galaxy and incinerate the solar system, but it's not going to be bad for Earth because we will have already been incinerated when the sun becomes a red giant. Um, but maybe by that point, cats will have evolved and invented faster than light space travel uh, because we will clearly not have done so. Uh, and they'll help us escape to another galaxy before the Andromeda galaxy destroys the Milky Way. Like, how do you fucking have that conversation about with your children? You just single-handedly explain why I would never have kids and then why I definitely want kids in one story. Well, I, I mean, and so it was like, it was hard because like you like when your kid is asking you a heavy question, you want to engage it at the level that they're presenting it so that there's some part of me that the whole time was like, don't tell them about climate change. Don't tell them about yeah, climate change. Yeah, like, right, yeah. You know, like, Something well, worse. we're not going to last 4.5 billion years. We, you know, we'll be lucky if we last another 100. So we have, like, more pressing problems. So what did you say? Uh, I, uh, we ended up talking, having, like, a pretty lengthy conversation about evolution. And they started th asking, the, thinking about why, like, in science fiction, um, like, like, the way it's represented is that uh, like when there's another planet that has another life form, the assumption is always that each planet has has one intelligent life form with, that has civilization technology. And they're like, well, why does that have to be the case? Or why can't multiple intelligent life forms develop evolve on the same planet God. and then interact with each other? It's because the most intelligent life form destroys the other one with the. And I was like, that's an interesting question. Why don't you write that story? And so then we proceeded to outline the story. Aww, Dude, you're that a is good let's, dad. let's go back to the milky brain Matt Lieb over here. Milk brain cookies. Let's talk. What am uh, I bitching about? Matt, what are you bitching about? Yeah. I'm bitching about the fact that uh, my sister just texted me today to say that she doesn't like Bernie Sanders specifically because Bernie Sanders reminds her of our dad. And uh, you see, and it, it makes me mad because like we grew up with him knowing, you see, my dad is a libertarian wow. and likes to scream about his politics. But like, He's, you know, he's an old Jewish man. Like, he's not actually angry when he's talking about politics. He's saying it with the same dour tone as, like, complaining about the temperature of soup. You know, it's all kind of the same kind of like, oh, the soup is just too medium. And then, like, it's also like, oh, all these taxes. It's like he's not angry. So, and the fact that she's triggered by it makes me sad because I want to, like, I want to tell her, like, you know, he might be a grumpy old man, but, like, he's got... He's got good politics. Yeah. And uh, she said, she's like, well, I agree with 100% of his politics, but he just reminds me too much of dad. No, yeah, I think Which if, I if, just assume is anti-Semitic. I think my sister yeah, is anti-Semitic. Sure. Is that what it feels like? Like, are there white Gentile men here? Like, who, do you relate to any, like, do you, how do you deal with having pr white presidents? Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, because for us, for me, it would be a first to have a Jewish president, right. obviously, and to someone who felt like, Oh, this is like my uncle, you know. Mm -hmm. But if you're like a like a like a fucking Presbyterian man, <laughs> yeah. like what's that like to have mm. to have every president? Everyone every like, president. <laughs> Just tweet tweet me at Franny Fio. Yeah. <laughs> let let us know <laughs> my what dad, that's like. My dad uh, said that he, he, my dad also is very much like Bernie Sanders, uh, which I like about him. Uh, but he said that he he was didn't want to support Bernie because he was afraid that it would. Like he was afraid of the onslaught of anti-Semitism that would follow. Oh yeah, and right. he, just, he was just like, I can't deal with it. Well, that's um, a little bit moves into my bitch because from now on, if anyone criticizes Bernie Sanders, I'm just going to call them anti-Semitic. Doesn't <laughs> nice. even matter. You're fucking an anti-Semitic. Nice. That's what, yeah. Uh, which I'm just going to pull out because um, them's the identity politics that we should be using. <laughs> no, no, I'm. 
here's I'm bitching about um, uh, white liberal women uh, and who want to weigh in on the political atmosphere. Uh, don't get me wrong. Like I, I love you, I love them, <laughs> and I, I believe you can change. Um, <laughs> Those of you out there listening but, to the podcast, but, she white, loves you. but white liberal women who <laughs> call themselves great. feminists, I would argue uh, exactly what the terms of your feminism are. But uh, you know, they love to call Bernie Sanders supporters uh, bots and bros and uh, ideologues and knowing uh, Russian assets and knowing Russian assets. Oh but then to the fifty-three percent of white women who voted for Trump, they're like, "See you at Pilates." You yeah, know, right? yeah. <laughs> it's. Uh, they are not actually having those conversations with those white women. So, um, you know, take care of your home first, and uh, then you can branch out, is, is what I would say to that. And I also feel like bro, you know, like the whole idea of the Bernie bro, like a lot of people are pushing back against it, uh, which as a self-identified Bernie bro, I feel is like fucked up, because like, I think Bernie is hella chill. And <laughs> I kind of felt like that label worked for me, you know what I'm saying, Doug? Like, I like EDM, you know? I like taking Molly, you know? I, I like uh, a 70% marginal tax on the 1%. Like, all that shit is hella tight. So I kind of feel like that worked for me, but everyone's like, oh, Bernie bros are better. There are no real Bernie bros. Like, yeah, motherfucker, I'm right here. <laughs> I, anyways... Uh, Smash that subscribe button. Uh, <laughs> Are you still looking for tickets to Coachella? But yeah. Oh, I got my tickets to Imperialist Coachella. I'm going to see Radiohead. <laughs> Why can't it be Podcast Head? Anyway. Um, so, uh, I, I'm also, like, I'm also annoyed by some, bur like, burning supporters who are, like, so ready to be conspiratorial about, like, how this, the center is rigging the system. Right. Like, motherfuckers, of course the center is rigging this. They're right. capitalists. That's how like, we do. Like, that's, you think they're going to just relinquish capitalism easily without right. a fight? Like, of course they are. But they're like, there's all these people in my social media who are like, do you see how, like, if you compare the New York Times page, they're doing forensic analysis, like uh -huh. the New York Times <laughs> homepage at 11 compared to 11. What was 20, the timestamp? They yeah. changed the wording of the headline in a way that it's like, yo, we don't just go organize some people. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Word. That's what I say. I mean, to the to the white liberal feminists, I'm just like, yeah, man, get get offline, go read some bell hooks, and go knock on some doors. That's it. Yeah. Like, just just do all that, and you'll be fine. Read some bell hooks and ring some bells. What hooks? <laughs> the pun didn't work. Fuck me. We'll cut it out. Oh we'll yeah. Cut it. No, no, I like that. Yeah. Bring, Possibly the title of this episode. Read some bell. Episode, ring some bell. Possibly the title of this episode. For whom the bell hooks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good title. I love it. All right, so. Given our theme for the month uh, and for this show, uh, our sitch is American politics and criticizing the Israeli occupation. Bunch, wow. of, bunch of kikes over there. It is. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to get spicy. You he guys. said the K word already. What a way to start. Wow. What a way to start. Uh, but it'll it's be okay. He could say that. He's <laughs> anti <laughs> So essentially what happened, there was a big controversy over uh, Congresswoman Ilhan Omar from Minnesota, a tweet that she put out, which was in response to an article about how uh, Republican leader Kevin McCarthy wants to essentially, not censure, but punish somehow Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib's uh, critiques of Israeli occupation and Israel and the amount of money that the U.S. gives to the state of Israel. Um, she responded to this tweet and basically said it's all about the Benjamins with uh, like little musical notes uh, as in the Puff Daddy song and people got greatest song of the 90s by the way yeah people the got greatest. super upset there was a parody song uh -huh. by by uh, you know uh, Weird Al Yankovic. Weird Al yeah uh huh you know him. There's also the a nice cube guy. movie all about the Benjamins. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Was there a nice cube movie all about? So the I just thought people were mad about yeah. you know the like they don't like P Diddy anymore. But no, uh, <laughs> apparently that was anti-Semitic. So Democrats uh, in Congress. I assumed she was talking about Walter Benjamin. <laughs> Precisely. Or Benjamin Netanyahu. Or it's, it's all about, about the Benjamin. BB. Oh, it's shit. all about the Benjamin it's all about Netanyahu. And, and David Ben Gurion. Uh -huh. yep. And my brother Benjamin. <laughs> <laughs> my uncle. Yeah. So when she was pressed about what she meant by it's all about the Benjamins, she basically responded saying APAC, which is the uh, American-Israeli Public Affairs Committee, which is a lobbying uh, arm of, not of the Israeli government, but it's a, an Israeli lobbying. Yeah, pretty much of the Israeli government. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, entity. And 
Apparently, because she's that's like the political Voldemort. You can't say APAC. Um, she was piled on by people from the left, people from the right, and people from the center, but mostly just the center and the right. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, uh, Chuck Schumer, Chelsea Clinton, because nobody wants to know what she has to say right now. Um, it's weird that she keeps coming out and just being on Twitter, just being like, I'm still terrible. And you're just like, all right, cool, like, cool. You're still here? Yeah. As an American. Yeah, right. I saw As an American, I too agree that we should stop I saw uh, her at a the Dave Somali Matthews. refugee from speaking ever again. I, I saw her at a Dave disgusting. Matthews Band concert once, no. which I feel like is the, the only place you'd see Chelsea Clinton. Like, uh, she is still at a Dave Matthews Band concert <laughs> right now. I made hot chocolate for her in 1993. No. Yes. Uh, in, in, during Clinton's first term, I had a summer job working at the cafe at the Esprit outlet. Um, and uh, it was this when he launched the AmeriCorps. And so he like there was a big launch of AmeriCorps here, and so uh, I, Chelsea came into Esprit uh, with with Secret Service, wow. and I made them hot cocoa. Nice. Wow. And then I got fired. <laughs> did you, wait why? Because did you scream free Palestine and throw it in her face? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was 1994. So she was, like, she was eleven. Oh, she was eleven. I was like, still someday I'm a time traveler. <laughs> I'm not going to kill Hitler. I'm going to stick it to you, Chelsea. <laughs> All right, so continuing with this, obviously, uh, also, the, the other thing that happened was that Trump called on Ilhan Omar to resign over her comments. Um, so, which was kind of, I think, a fun little oopsies moment on the Democrats' part, because uh, suddenly uh, they have something in common with the president, and that hasn't happened in a very long time. Um, so there's so much to unpack in all of what happened and the lengths that we can, as Americans and as Congress people, go when it comes to criticizing Israel and the occupation and the amount of money that, again, we give to it and to support it. But just broadly, Jews, was this anti-Semitic? Uh, as a spokesperson for all <laughs> Jews, including the other two Jews on the panel here, uh, I will say no. No, it was not. Agreed. So it wasn't referencing, quote-unquote, Jewish money? Because then everyone was like, oh, yeah, talk, talking about Jew money. And you're like, ah, I think that's anti-Semitic, what you right, just said. Right, exactly. That's, can we <laughs> change the definition of reverse racism to be when you say something is racist and it just reveals that you're actually racist for thinking that's racist? Yeah. Because like, yeah. that's all that is. You're like, oh, oh, well, I get it because Jews have a lot of money. It's like, no, she said APAC. Why are you yep. bringing that up? Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. That is super weird. Yep. Yeah. And they keep talking about tropes. That's my whole issue. They say with it. yes, the yep. anti-Semitic tropes, quote yeah. unquote, which actually was originally brought up by the right wing uh -huh. in all of this, and then they only because that's the only thing they can bring up when it comes to anti-Semitism on the left. They always bring up tropes. It's like, oh, this language, uh, the criticizing Israel, kind of mirrors some tropes. It's like is it like Hollywood tropes? It's like a bunch of your friends just marched in Charlottesville, that's like right. actual Nazis. Tropes right. weren't not marching, you know. Talk about tropes. I mean, Kevin McCarthy. Right. Was then saying like, you know, I I I support Israel and the Jews. Like they were yeah. just one conflated body, which mm -hmm. actually is an anti-Semitic trope. So yes, tell me more is. about that, because Nora, you wrote a whole article responding to this. Yeah. It was uh, called "Who's Going to Stand Up for Ilhan Omar," which I want to dig into. But specifically on that, why why did it for you bring up this other layer of anti-Semitism, what you call anti-Semitism? Um, I mean, this, so there's so many different ways that, that people can be anti-Semitic. One is like the, you know, the, the white supremacist who went to the synagogue in Pittsburgh and, and mowed down 11 Jewish worshipers in a synagogue because they were Jewish. That right. is anti-Semitism. And that, you know, uh, it, the, the Republicans had a really hard time condemning that one yeah. um, in the way that it should have been condemned. Instead, that they, they said, oh, we're going to, you know, redouble our efforts to protect Israel. Uh, Israel's interests are at stake here. Like, what? what? <laughs> like, actually, Mike Pence actually brought an Israeli official to the, the synagogue a few wow. days later mm -hmm. um, in order to, you know, like, somehow give some sort of... Um, you know, like optic that that he was in it. You know, for for the Jews in quotes, mm -hmm. which to him and to most white Christian fundamentalists are are synonymous with Israel. Mm -hmm. um, and to me, that uh, that is super dangerous, super hurtful. It conflates all Jewish people with some sort of like basic lockstep, um, you know, uh, Dual combination. Loyalty. Yeah, exactly to Israel, and uh, and that that is disgusting. And should be condemned. 
And but can't we? I mean, it seems to be. Isn't it just shorthand? Like, oh, I support Israel, therefore I support Jews. That's and what that's what people think. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's 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 usually used. I've seen it used mostly as a way to excuse or whitewash any of their own personal anti-Semitism. It's kind of like you know, my best friend is black, or mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I, but I love Israel. I can't right. be anti-Semitic, right. and it's like, not no, you you totally can be. I was going to ask Matt. You had a whole like, uh, you had a very long tweet. Uh huh. And you said that was it threaded? It was, it was a, it a was thread, a, dude. Was I had a long ass tweet thread. <laughs> it was did it, hella sick. Did so. it rise to the level of tweet storm? Uh, <laughs> it, was it wasn't tweet quite storm. a storm because I wasn't. Did you unroll angry. it? I did unroll you it. A lot of people it. unrolled it. Yeah. Um, and what was your take on it, especially when it comes to what it means for like progressive Jews uh-huh. in in this terrain currently? So uh, basically, what it was about was how uh, I think. A lot of American Jews, uh, especially in this election cycle, are going to have to be prepared to have uh, our fear of anti-Semitism weaponized by the right and used to divide uh, basically the 70% of Jewish Americans who vote Democrat every time. It's kind of like our average voter is a democratic voter it's they're going to use our fear of like the burgeoning new anti-semitism as they call it the new anti-semitism by the way is what they call it whenever you criticize israel Mm. that's called new anti-semitism which is very different than the old anti-semitism which is actually super violent and has been around for most and is being like stirred and supported by the current by, president. By the current president, right. the right wing. Yeah, the new anti-Semitism is when you are like, uh, hey, I think I'm going to boycott this hummus. Right. And then people are like, that is anti-Semitic. It's You're like, trying no. to delegitimize the state of Israel. Right, exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean, I the way I see it happening is that a lot of the, uh, the people currently in power, whether you have centrist Democrats or you have the right, they're going to do everything they can in order to kind of like fuel this split in the party. So like all the exciting people, the people that we're excited about, the uh, Ilhan Omar and the Rashida Tlaibs and the AOCs, like they're going to start pushing this like these guys are secretly anti-Semites narrative. That's going to just going to keep happening. And what the right gets out of it is they get to split the Democratic Party. And what the uh, the centrist Dem- Dems get out of it is they get to hold on to their own base. They want people to like... They, they hate this new progressive wing. They hate the AOCs. And the so if they can utilize the issue of Israel and Palestine uh-huh. uh, as a wedge in order to sort of keep to hold on to power, you're saying... Right, right, because the majority of Democrats are like, well, I don't know much about Israel, but I certainly wouldn't want to, you know, I know I hate anti-Semitism, yeah, so sure. I guess uh, Rashida Tlaib and Ilan Omar and AOC, they must all be uh, anti-Semitic. You know, it's so like, and, it's and like then a, Congress, by the way, uh, GOP-led, uh, they... Uh, or the House, they put out like a, a resolution condemning anti-Semitism as if one were necessary now and not after, let's say, the synagogue right. Uh, massacre. Right. But my, so my question is uh, on, like, isn't there already a split within the, within the Democratic Party yeah. on this issue? Like, there already is a split. Mm-hmm. And is this, Nora, like, what are your thoughts? Are we pushing, like, can we just not... Is this it? Like, did Ilhan Omar, Omar touch, like, the void when it comes to what you can and can't say about Israel? Or is it because of who she is as a, you know, Somali immigrant oh, who's I mean, Muslim? There's incredible misogyny and anti-black racism and, and Islamophobic, you know, uh, uh, tirades against her, right? You know, that, I mean, that's just kind of like, that. that is the, the nature of politics right yeah. now. Um, but I think that she represents more... Uh, of the democratic base than the centrists and the democratic leadership want to admit yeah. when it comes to people's uh, opinions on what should happen in in Palestine mm-hmm. and to the and for the Palestinians more and more so um, popularity of Israel is slipping amongst the democratic base and and it is it, you know and and we see poll after poll showing that the most support for Israel, uh, for Israel's policies and, and, and Israel's occupation and apartheid system is held by white, Christian, conservative, you know, right wing. Why is that again? Sorry, we're going, this is like some one. this is a, like a whole undergrad class. Because Christians are our best friends. 
they want the Christians want us to all get an apartment together in Israel. All the Jews go to Israel. We get an apartment together. We start cooking together. We have a chore wheel. We you know we hang out. We have game night. We play Scrabble, and we, then we uh, kibitz at the kibbutz. We kibitz at the kibbutz, and then one day, and then one day when we're all together and we're all playing Scrabble and we're all looking at the chore wheel, going, "Hey, There's let's switch things around door. a little bit." Then eventually Jesus will come back and literally kill us all. Jesus. <laughs> no, they actually believe this. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Yes. They, they have said straight up that two thirds uh, once the rapture happens, uh, two thirds of Jews <laughs> are going to die, and one third is going to be able to choose between like finally accepting Jesus or burning in hell for eternity. <laughs> that is like that's and but Nato, to be what honest, would you do? those are good friends. <laughs> oh. Would you accept Jesus or would you? Oh, that's right. Die? There's three of us. Yes. Two thirds are gonna die. No. Oh man, who's it gonna oh, be? I choose Jesus oh, immediately. By the way, yeah. if I see Jesus come down, I'm like, hey, what's up, Lord? Loved you from the beginning. You're the Lord. Nice abs. <laughs> nice abs, Lord. Let's hang out and do whatever Christians do. Um, touch so, kids or whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's like their favorite game, right? Uh, <laughs> So, Nora, I have a question. So the was Ilhan Omar right? Yes. Like, when she said that it was unequivocally, when it was all about like like yes. when you talk about what uh, why the U.S. supports Israel, is it a APAC lobby money? B the Christians waiting for the ra- rapture? Mm-hmm. C the military industrial complex? D uh, U.S. imperialism? Uh, or E uh, Israel's bomb, bomb hummus, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, super good hummus over there. Put it all together in yeah. a pot and stir. Um, yeah. So, or all all of those are, are all those Benjamins. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's the thing, right? Okay, so APAC is one of the top lobbying organizations on Capitol Hill. That's just a fact, mm-hmm. um, and it it rakes in tens of millions of dollars every year in donations. To you know, they're like, oh, we don't, we don't, you know, we don't send any money to Congress people. This is bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They Fourteen point nine million in the twenty eighteen election cycle. Exactly. But they do it APAC. indirectly, That's so right. it's okay. It's totally fine. The rest of that money they use to hold birthday parties for their staff, apparently. Yeah. Um, but but what they also use that money for is to send new and tenured Congress people on all expense paid, you know, uh, propaganda tours Mm -hmm. um, to learn Israel's side of the story and pressure them then the rest of their time in Congress to adhere to Israel's interests. Mm. You know, oh, we gave you this nice trip. Look, you got these nice donations from these nice people. We need you to sign this bill. I don't want them to bulldoze those houses, but that was a really good trip, though. It was though. a great <laughs> like, trip. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. All right, bulldoze those yeah, houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they also set up, I mean, they're, they're, they're thugs, like every other lobby organization, right? They're, yeah. they're like, if you don't sign this bill saying that boycotting Israel is a form of anti-Semitism and it should be criminalized and punished, they're trying to, they're trying to punish people with 10 years in prison for, for boycotting. This is Democratic Senator Ben Cardin of Maryland who's trying to push this Israel That's anti-boycott crazy. act, right? Totally insane. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, but and, and a lot of people are actually, I mean, this money is no joke. Yeah. They fuel, you know, a, a candidate can go from being unheard of and unknown right. to with a little bit of APAC right. money actually being a formidable. And that's uh, the that's threat. Right. That's the threat that they're saying. That's they're right. saying, if you don't do this, we will right. uh, indirectly fund your uh, someone on the other side who that's will right. either unseat you or, or give you a run for your money or, right. or just smear you. I mean, it's, it's well documented that yeah. this is something that APAC does right. so like the idea that like calling it out which by the way people used to call it out all the time it was something that was that people in israel call it out all the time <laughs> it's just more and more people are deciding especially in the age of social media that you can create a nice little twitter storm uh that just smears the shit out of someone with just an accusation uh like you know all of a sudden she is a anti-semite because you know, someone from the forward said she was right. And what is the forward again? It's it. like a right wing or a right leaning. The forward is 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 got it's got left and right wing voices. It okay. does have a mix of both, but it's what's strange about a mix of both. Of it, the forward has like, given some very kind coverage to both of my comedy albums, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Well, to be Get fair, and they have some wonderful opinion writers. Yeah, and some straight and up evil ones. That's right. <laughs> it's kind exactly. of, I mean, that's right. the amazing. So that's what happens thing. when you want balance. You're like, yeah, let's find some conservative eighteen-year-olds right. uh, who yeah. are in uh, undergrad. Yeah. yeah, is 
I I have always wondered about like the whether the the perception of apex power is like self fulfilling in some way. Do you know what I mean? Like uh-huh. like the degree to which it's been really tested. Like you know that ape like is apex. You know what I mean? Like, well, it's not I, all knowing. It's well, not like uber powerful. Sense, it's not like you can't overcome it. Like, like in the sense of like, is there so you know, is like if APAC was aligned with like pharma and uh-huh. the chamber of commerce, like right. you know, but if APAC could go it alone, could like take out a sitting senator or whatever. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, right? They the, couldn't. They probably then, couldn't take out the NRA. You right, know? Yeah. Could, like, I just, right. I just feel like, like I would be curious to see a congressperson. Or a senator, sort of, with the courage to call the question on APAC, right. mm-hmm. and, you know, because my like I've always had this suspicion that part of APAC's per, the perception of APAC's power also relied on anti-Semitic stereotypes. Right. Of, like they're just you know right. they're fucking they're, annoying. They're immune from criticism. And people are like, right. man, these Jews keep bothering us, right. yeah, yeah. and they must have a lot of money because they're money. Jews. Yeah. And so like that's interesting. Mm-hmm. That is a, mm-hmm. absolutely a well. That was that essentially their defense. They're like, hey, 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 hey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't talk about our money that we have and that we use to push politicians to do our bidding. Right. Um, and and unfortunately, the the Democratic leadership fell completely in line. With that absurd defense, I mean, because it's not because for I think a lot of Democrats, it's just not worth it as an issue. And this right. is, I think, a thing for yeah, a lot that's of, also a tactic that they use. And yeah, I think they, just yeah. Yeah, bringing they bully in some people into silence for left organizers mm-hmm. too. I think it's also yeah. not worth it. I mean, you know, you're going to see people uh, not talking about these issues in the next campaign. You're not going to get. Bernie Sanders to talk about this. You're not going to get AOC to talk about this. Right, AOC, I mean, she completely like kind of threw. She kind of shut up told, about uh, it. Uh, yeah. She she threw uh, Ilhan Omar under the bus with yes, a tweet, and she did. it just in kind of being like, hey, well, you know. Yeah, she just, tried to play this like both sides. This both sides sort of, thing, yeah, yeah. And, and because no one, it's just not worth. You get nothing out of it. So politicians who live to get things for things, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, hey, if I do this, I'll get some good press. They, they they avoid it like the plague. Right. Yeah. And in fact, I mean, afterwards, I mean, AOC Like the 10 did. plagues. Ah. <laughs> AOC Locusts. Did, she did definitely say that she supported. So Ilhan Omar apologized for her tweet. She said that she, she shouldn't have apologized. She Right. And exactly. So she apologized, but she said that she sticks by bringing up mm-hmm. the problematic role that the Israeli lobby plays in American politics, which I think was good. It wasn't a complete concession. Yeah. AOC then supported that and said, I'm really glad that Ilhan Omar you know, brought this up. And then she said something like, people on Twitter trying to act woke about what issues we can and cannot talk about, depending on who you are. Because, right, I mean, around Israel, it's like, well, unless you have a panel of three out of four Jews, uh-huh. you can't talk about <laughs> Israel. And I think... So many uh, people who are fighting for Palestinian human rights um, are actually have been challenging that for decades. So she said, you know, she's inspired by Ilhan and she says, you know, uh, we need to move forward. Da, da, da. She took three days to issue that tweet. She though. took a while. Bernie yeah, Sanders also took a little bit of time, but yep. did eventually like call Ilhan Omar privately mm-hmm. and offered some personal support. So, again, it's a totally it's a toxic issue that. For politically, but that has to be discussed. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who don't know, I mean, just doing cursory research, right? The amount of money that they're not just APAC, but other Israeli lobbying groups have. And then they funnel that into our political system, and then we sort of reward them with giant uh, pledges and, and delivery of military aid and other aid in, in the billions, right? So Obama signed, uh, and you would think, oh, I thought Obama was actually pretty critical of Israel and hated Netanyahu. Me too, like I was sort of on that page. And then looking at the actual facts, he, you know, he signed a 10-year, $38 billion military agreement yep. with Israel. So more than, I believe, his predecessors Yet, on you know, in, on not on paper, but in his by the way he behaved, it was like, oh, he's against settlements, right? Uh, illegal settlements in the occupied territories that is Palestinian land currently being encroached on. So it is a horrible human centipede of human rights violations, <laughs> just yes. just like ass to mouth money. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot, and and it's and we have to break. I mean, and unfortunately, the problem is, is that the people who suffer are Palestinians, and they're the ones right. who always get written out of this discussion Absolutely. of whether it's anti-Semitic or not. And it's, mm-hmm. it seems like I mean, we're even speaking, on this panel, right? even on this panel, <laughs> right. no, it's true. Yeah, it's right. it's one of those things where you never really uh, see 
people actually trying to find Palestinians to talk about these things uh, just because people immediately are just like, well, the real question is, how do the Jews feel? <laughs> and it's like, how does this affect the Jews? Hey, yeah, right. And th- even that is like coming from a point of privilege for, yeah. I think, a lot of white American Jews. Like, we are put in a position where our voices matter more than, say, people who are family who have family who are refugees from Palestine. Right. Yep. So it's like or uh, yeah, uh, Somali uh, yeah. immigrants who right. are congresswomen who are Muslim. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um well great, I'm glad we solved that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> done and done. So fucking yeah. straightforward. Yeah. <laughs> La- last words, NATO? Uh well, so the mm. um, <laughs> Don't say something anti Semitic. Don't say something anti Semitic. Don't say something <laughs> I mean I do uh, so many things. The uh, why do you think why do you think that that this that this issue gets weaponized in the way that it does? Like I feel like mm-hmm. I have my I feel like I have a pretty consistent set of politics. Like I'm against nationalism. I believe in secular pluralism. I don't like people being occupied. It doesn't matter if it, the people who are doing it are also circumcised. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. Yeah. Well, I don't know why that would have, I would have, I don't know why I would have skin in the game. Hey. Yeah. Oh. So, uh, the, That's the title of the podcast right here. <laughs> so, um, why, like, why is this the foreign policy thing that that ha- that is has this particular function mm-hmm. to like whip people up and confuse people? As of all of the different like occupations and land disputes around the world, why is this the one that gets that is so confusing mm-hmm. to to people? Mm. I have a theory. Oh, go yes. Well, m- my theory is that uh, it's in America, uh, Jews have essentially uh, white Jews have become white. weren't always white or considered white, but <laughs> they became white. And so you've kind of got, in terms of a uh, uh, a racial issue or like a prejudice issue, you're able to use kind of the left's language against themselves right. by immediately equating uh, you know, anything, that, any criticism of Israel with anti-Semitism. Uh, and so I think it's weaponized in a way where it's confusing for a lot of people because you don't know where... Uh, like, people lump Jews into one group. It's mm-hmm. just like the Jews, you know, as if Jews aren't a, you know, multi ethnic and also multi religious in terms of like their levels of Judaism, and whether they're secular or, you know, whether they're, uh, you know, like the Kabbalah. I don't know anything about Kabbalah, <laughs> but apparently that's something that, uh, that Madonna's Madonna thing? does. Yeah, I think <laughs> she invented it, I'm pretty sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But so I think it's a it's a confusing it's it's already a confusing identity, mm-hmm. and if you can confuse people uh, on on whether or not you know they where they stand you know with the with the Jews quote unquote, then I think people will tune out. They don't know what to think. No one wants to be considered racist, and so it's like the also I would just the say Jew like in America is a pet minority. I think that yeah. is used uh, to uphold white supremacy. And so they will use the tropes of uh, Jewish power and whatnot, uh, and in order to like, uh, basically, in order to to keep their own. I mean, yeah. The, yeah. it's like the same thing Lazar used to do. Lazar <laughs> used to blame the Jews for every problem that he himself created. The irony is that Kevin McCarthy <laughs> and Nora, you pointed this out in your article, and we should move on. But just that, you know, Kevin McCarthy has peddled George Soros conspiracy theory. George Soros is a Jewish billionaire, right? And the right hates him. And they think he is like, you know, he is the literal devil and he's controlling everyone and everything. And all the Trump Trump supporters believe that. There was a, a, what is it, a bomb left on his doorstep by that psychopath who was a Trump supporter. Like, it is, they have have no leg to stand on when it comes to anti-Semitism. But for me, and for, to answer Nato's question, I do think it is all about the Benjamins. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it is, also about... It like, is all about... But for me, it's military power. It's, yeah. it's yeah. weaponized yeah. because literal F-35s cost you know, billions of dollars. That's hella money for our weapons industry. We need that. We need Israel as our ally because mm-hmm. we need to sell them weapons and Israel needs to use those weapons on, guess who? The Palestinians. Yeah. And everyone makes money. Yeah, except I mean, some people die. It's called shared interests, right? They have yeah. shared values. The U.S., Empire and, and and Israel's you know quest for for total domination are very inherently similar and completely connected. 
Right. Um, and so when we, you know, it's not just about like, you know, pushing money around for Congress people. It's also about supporting and entrenching U.S. led empire across the world. And Israel is um, is is one of, you know, for, for the U.S., one of. The, the most critical, um, you know, support structures in, in that quest. Yeah, and so for me, it's like Ilhan Omar, the fact that you asked who will stand up for her, I think we have to, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. We have to stand up for her. We have to stand up for specifically people of color, whether they be Palestinian or whether they be Muslim or whether, you know, they are just in this struggle. When it comes to this issue, we have to make sure this is a wedge uh, because we because ha- actually, when you pull on this thread... You're pulling down a lot of American empire, and that's a good thing for everybody, right? Yeah. Like, it's not just going to be um, about Israel-Palestine. It'll be about the entire Middle East. It'll be about the entire weapons, uh, military-industrial complex. I'm going to take a breath and move <laughs> on. <laughs> you guys give it up for Nora and Matt on this issue. Yeah. 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 We won. Yeah. We solved it. We solved it. We solved it. Uh, Tweet at us, please. Five uh, state or solution. Not. Uh, we're going to move on to our targeted character assassination. It'll be real quick. It'll be very nonviolent. She'll never feel a thing. We are going to assassinate or discuss marvelous Mrs. Maisel. <laughs> Keeping with the theme. So this is, this is a segment where we discuss someone, whether they... It, I think uh, in this case it's a fictional person, but whether they... Uh, should or should not be character assassinated. Um, Marvelous Miss mm-hmm. Maisel, uh, Amazon uh, t- TV series. I think so. Yeah. It's, it's a TV series. It's a TV series, but it's on Amazon. Mm-hmm. So and it keeps winning awards. Uh, it's set in. The, people were like, "Oh, it's about Jews and stand-up comedy." NATO, you'll like it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and and then I watched it. and I fucking hated it. Yes. I fucking hated it. Uh, You're friend, wrong. A friend, That's of mine, a friend of mine p- uh, p- posted that it's a show about Jewish women for people who don't like Jews or women. That's not right. Or comedy. Or comedy. Like I can't stand fictionalizations of comedy. I also like I watched. Um, I also watched uh, uh, on the basis of sex this weekend. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. With, with and it was like Felicity Jones playing RBG, like not a Jewish enough, and then. And then Rachel Brosnahan playing Miss Maisel. Like, are there? There are. I know there Jewish, are definitely there are Jewish, Jewish actors in Hollywood. Jewish I, actors who can I, play who could crush these roles. <laughs> and and I, then so then I looked it up and I was like, why Rachel Brosnahan? She's not Jewish. And I looked it up. This is why it bothers me. She's from Highland Park, Illinois, which is I have mad, mad extended family in Highland Park, Illinois. Yeah. Uh, like Highland Park is so Jewish that like it's not only that the public schools close. <laughs> For like Yom Kippur, but like the public schools close for like Tisha B'Av. Like they go deep <laughs> on the Jewish holiday. Like they, they close plant trees for two big spots. They, 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 they close for it's Sukkot. A real good joke. You know what I mean? Real like good joke. Uh, uh, they go real deep. You know, they so uh, you know it's very. They dress up for Purim. Yeah, it, like Highland Park. So Jew, like you know, in any restaurant, they'd be like, oh, this is spicy. This has a kick. What is that flavor? That's black pepper. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. That's oh, how Jewish it is. So, yeah. uh, and she said, so it's like, that's So where, she's culturally Jewish. She said, this she's what, live amongst them. This is what she said. <laughs> I grew up happily immersed in Jewish culture and community. First of all, as a Jew, I could say that if it was happy, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, so, um, secondly, that's that's not how representation works. Like, yeah. like I grew up in San Francisco. I'm not going to go audition to play Chinese people. Like, mm-hmm. that's I, that would be inappropriate. There are qualified Chinese actors. Just because I fucking grew up in San Francisco doesn't make me qualified to do that. Yeah. So, oh my God, Miss Maisel. Okay, I knew nothing about this. Only that it, it was winning awards, mm-hmm. and it was about you know a, a, a young Jewish woman comedian in New York. That's all I knew. I'd never read anything about it. So mm-hmm. I, this is like virgin watching. Last night, last night I watched one episode. I was like, ah, I'll give it a try. I was so incensed. I was like <laughs> running around my house. Just, can you believe it? I wrote down. <laughs> what part? Why? Okay, it was like, it was like they put people in a room, like a writer's room. And they're like, okay, today, word association game. We're going to, all right, we're going to put this on a blackboard. And they put the Jews on a blackboard. <laughs> all right, what? Do we know? Someone's like, oh wait, I wrote it down because there were so many. It was insane. Okay, one Yom Kippur, Rabbi, brisket, 
Latkes, Upper West Side, Delhi, 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 Delhi. <laughs> Pyrex, Manischewitz, Delhi. Pyrex is a Jewish thing? I don't know. My grandma no, okay. had Pyrex. Because my mom. Buchenwald, then. Mort Saul. And then the fucking, the communism part. Oh, Did yeah, you see yeah, yeah. It was like choreographed like a, like a musical on Broadway. She like somehow after getting arrested and then and then bailed out of jail by by the like uh, the you know Lenny leather jacket yeah you. by Lenny Bruce no yeah. no no the the woman who owns the oh oh yeah Alex Bornstein thank you who's like the best part of that yeah she's amazing okay. anyway um, she, so you who, like okay Miss Maisel doesn't even like thank her properly for bailing her out of jail that spoiler she's alert sorry, sorry 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 but then sorry. she doesn't go home to the kids that she abandoned at her house to go do this drunken set <laughs> anyway and yes. then she like ends up at this like communist house party where mm-hmm. she's literally reading Karl Marx it just says Karl Marx on the title and like all of these like very angry looking other like communists and like beige paid page boy hats okay so I was That's like okay wait she I, was doing a dramatic reading of, of capital I know it wasn't it wasn't even capital it just said Karl Marx on the fucking book and I was like okay if this if this terrible thing is takes a turn ideology. and she like then the whole story centered around how she then goes to Cuba and helps fight the revolution <laughs> and has an affair with Castro this and does stand up in Havana then yes I, I will keep that watching show. that I'd watch that show. but I doubt that that happens no uh, it does not happen no instead she pursues a career in stand up comedy you don't that's, say yeah 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 and is implausibly successful yeah so that's my, that's my biggest beef with the show is that she crushes it like every time oh my and, God. Uh, and that's coming from someone who loves the show and I love the show Matt I think it's Lee great Blake. I this think is amazing. The more they bring up brisket, the more I want to eat brisket. No, he does. First of all, don't even say that ironically. I know you no, like I Mrs. Love the Maisel. Show. I You've really seen love both the show. seasons. I, I mean, I watched both seasons. Towards the end of the second season, I started to see why people were talking shit about it. And like by five episodes in, I'm like, well, yeah, it's anti-Semitic. But, <laughs> it is. But it's charming. And if, you're, if your racism's charming enough, I'm going to like it. Like Green Book, kind of liked Green Book. Like if you see Green Book, you're like, I feel like they're trying not to be racist, but this is racist. And it's like, yeah, but it's it's cute. Like, <laughs> if it's cute, I like it. Uh, but yeah, so she's too good at comedy. Like, she gets laughs every time. She You never really get to see her bomb. Like, she, she bombs once. She bombs like once the entire in the entire point. series. And, like, she doesn't, like, you don't see her really writing material. And she kind of just... I don't know. It's like one of those things where I was watching and I was like, ah, this is kind of poorly done. But I think outside of the stand-up part is really good. It's well-written. I love Tony Shalhoub. I like Tony Shalhoub. He's Shalou. great, but like, why is he playing a total cartoon caricature? They're all cartoon They're all caricatures. Caric- They're all caricatures. The, the it was written I, by Goebbels, but it's good and cute. <laughs> Do you say Goebbels? Yeah. Do you say rather than gerbils? No, no, ger- <laughs> like, go- like Goebbels. Goebbels. Oh, he's a Nazi. He's a famous Nazi. Oh, right, right, right. He's right. this guy. He did some things. It's no big deal. Uh oh. He was good at writing. Still comedy, talking though. about that? He, he was wow. very good at making movies. He made so many good pictures. Um, <laughs> is it is it anti-Semitic to say that? She has too much money. Yeah, that's the other I thing, too. They didn't have to make her that rich. She is, like, every single me? scene, she's wearing some other fly-ass outfit with an amazing, <laughs> un- uncrushed, perfectly lint-rolled hat, which is like, nobody has that. And it's amazing. And her and father's like a professor. Like, why are they that She leaves rich? her kids. Nobody nobody can do that. She crushes every single time. I was first season on board. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. You Suspending made it through more synopsis. than one episode? Oh, yeah. I oh watched the whole first season. I loved it. I love the. I love the, like... Her husband did stand up, and then she wanted to, and then the end. Anyway, he like has to support her because she's fucking good. Mm -hmm. But then the first episode of the second season, she wanders up on stage because she's so cute at in France in a fucking play a (laughs) club in France. Wanders on stage, like pushes people out of the way, and just starts talking on the mic, and then is like, "Hey, you translate English to English to French." So a woman says, uh, uh, we, okay, and translates her <laughs> jokes, and she crushes, she crushes a set with a translator. No. in Paris. Yeah, that was a little this much. This is like her tenth time on stage. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, this yeah. is impossible. So, you know, I think shows about stand-up don't have to be funny. Like, the stand-up doesn't have to be funny in and of itself, but, like, that was too much. Also... Every other woman around her is an idiot except for her, right? Like, yeah. she's just like, oh, I got that. I got that. I'm marvelous. It's like, huh, there's always one. The yeah. rest of them. Mm. 
But yeah, Mrs. Maisel. And, and I mean, it, the show the show would be okay if the stand up felt. I mean, like I feel like if this if mm-hmm. like if the stand up felt plausible to me, where it was like every episode it was just her working on the same three jokes, right. and being like. Oh, maybe I need to hit the K harder in that. In Kike. In Kike. You can't say that! I need a good hard consonant sound to really land that joke. Uh, Let me me go back and see if I could try to get another 55 times before I... Because then it, that would be the passage more like, of time scene. Like yeah, yeah there was one. The there was one episode where they did like a montage where you do see her working out material. But the but what's unrealistic about that is eventually she the joke just starts working, which doesn't happen. You just keep doing a joke over and over. It never works. Also, the drunker she is, the better she does. Which never like ask any. Comic. Yeah, she always crushes the drunk. You, drunker you are, the better you are not. So. Yeah. All right, well, I'm glad we've decided right. that we all hate Jews. Yeah. And, um, Whoa, this is... Uh, we hate we're jo- not releasing this podcast, are no. we? Is it? Okay. Oh, my God. We don't love joy or people succeeding. <laughs> I like or, the show. Or I, it's cute. Uh, colorful you... clothing or cute hats. We hate oh joy. <laughs> I just do wish they were a little bit less rich. That Because yeah, it yeah. feels a little anti-Semitic. And mm-hmm. also it feels like, you know, yeah, the da- if the dad is a professor, they don't have that much money. My fucking dad was a high school teacher. I, I have one hat. Just one, <laughs> and she got like every hat that ever was made. Yeah, I like two I just, penthouses on the upper yeah, west it's side too or something. Much. One of them yeah. had a grand piano in it. Yeah, but, like Tony Chaloub keeps like banging on when he's angry. Yeah, right. I guess you know something is like a little borderline when like you don't want Richard Spencer to watch it. Like, yeah, you right, know, right, right. He would, you know, like a white supremacist. We'll be yeah. watching would, it, being like, I knew it. Yeah, he'd watch yeah, it like exactly, exactly. It's yeah. dangerous. This is what I was saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're gonna move on to our final segment. The last segment, the game that we always play every episode, which is sext elect overthrow. That is sex. Who would you send nudes to or a little plant eggplant emoji, plant egg emojis? Uh, who would you elect to office? Doesn't have to be the president. And who would you uh, overthrow? Just, you know, violently, nonviolently, most likely nonviolently, but uh, just, you know, a cushy little gulag. <laughs> <laughs> um because the Oscars this year does not have a host for some reason because, you know, they couldn't find anyone who wasn't homophobic. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, because they're just not going to go with a host, which is a weird and dumb idea, I decided to get three people who have been successful Oscars hosts. Billy Crystal, Whoopi Goldberg, mm-hmm. and Hugh Jackman. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Who would you Hell sex? Yeah. Who would you elect? Who would you overthrow? Matt, do you have anything to add? Yeah, uh, so I would elect Whoopi Goldberg because I have always, uh, I've always enjoyed her movies, and her last name is Goldberg, so it would feel like uh, our first Jewish president. That would be <laughs> nice. Uh, I would, yeah, I guess it's a kind of the same. It's hard because yeah. how am I? What am I not going to sex Wolverine? <laughs> like you fucking kidding me? I know. Um, also, not going to sex the greatest showman. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, he's just—he's so good. Um, but yeah, I guess I would also sex. Uh, I would, you know what? I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say I would sex Billy Crystal because <laughs> as he's getting older. Uh, his face is getting more and more bloated. It you notice really his is. face looks more and more yeah, like, he's going like Mike Wazowski <laughs> from Monsters, Inc. He's yeah. turning into that big, like he's got a really like balloon face now. <laughs> so I imagine that uh, that his dick looks pretty thick too. So I like, I would love to see a dick pic from Billy Crystal. A crystal, a crystal dick pic. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like crystal. I would love to just rub his crystal balls <laughs> and I would... Uh, <laughs> And uh, no, for I Israel. Just, yeah, well, you know, I just uh, would be. Yeah, sex Billy Crystal for Israel. That's good. <laughs> okay, and uh, and then I guess I'm overthrowing Hugh Jackman because you know what? He's got regenerative skin. He'll be fine. You know what I mean? <laughs> He'll bounce back. So he's good. Yeah. I'm doing the same, uh, except a little different. I'm gonna overthrow Hugh Jackman because I'm tired of immigrants coming to this country and stealing our jobs. <laughs> uh, fuck that. Uh, white immigrants. I uh, got a asterisk on that. Yeah. Whoopi Goldberg. I'm gonna sex because she has to be very relaxed um, when she. Uh, takes out Meghan McCain one day when she fucking lunges <laughs> over that table and at the view and yeah. just strangles Meghan McCain on live television. I can't wait for that moment. Yeah. Um, uh, I am believe in nonviolence, of course. Uh, <laughs> copy that. <laughs> um, 
I will elect Billy Crystal because <laughs> I think it'd be fun to have Mike Wazowski of Monsters, Inc. Mm-hmm. I just the want him role. dressed. He can only dress as the, the little eyeball monster <laughs> yeah. from Monsters, Inc. And then we can say that the president is actually a Jewish monster. And I think that'd be <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> oh, boy. She really is one of us. Yeah. <laughs> NATO? Oh. <laughs> uh... Well, um, I think that um, uh, I well, I think I need to elect Whoopi, um, yeah. just because I feel like we'd all be better off if black women were in charge of everything. Agreed. Um, and I think I I need to um, sext huge. Uh, <laughs> it's huge, Hugh. Huge Ackman. Um, <laughs> Because uh, uh, my wife carried a torch for Wolverine for many years, mm. um, and so I would need to sex her on sex him on her behalf. Uh, Is that your role play? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I have regenerative skin. Go. <laughs> um, Keep I'm slapping. I'm growing to crack my foreskin. Yeah. Uh, Ouch! <laughs> it's fine. I'm healing. <laughs> I'm Canadian. Uh, that's all. Uh, I'm 200 uh, years old. Uh, I would uh, I would overthrow um, Billy Crystal because uh, because I'm still mad about City Slickers too. <laughs> I'm mad that City Slickers two was made. Oh my god, that's a I, great I, movie. I, I enjoyed I, I enjoyed City Slickers one, um, <laughs> but not two. It's such a good movie. They 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 City Slick again. <laughs> it gets slickerer. You remember the first one? Well, how about another one? <laughs> Still slicking. Still slicking. After all these years. <laughs> Nora, what about you? Um, it's funny because I have the same three lineup. But before um, uh, before I made my decision about this, I, I Googled each one of them and put Israel next to the next to the <laughs> Because I do brand, this often. Very Thank you. I, I cannot help it. <laughs> um, turns out Whoopi Goldberg planted a tree in Israel once and bragged about it. But she also retweeted a tweet talking about the massacres against Palestinian children during the 2012 onslaught of Gaza. Right. And then backtracked because she got like torn apart on Twitter by Zionists. Um, so uh, um, for whatever that's worth... Um, uh, uh, Hugh Jackman toured an, an Israeli Air Force base in 2011, I believe, and did like a whole propaganda tour, and the Israelis went crazy because they were so excited. That he is the Wolverine. It's <laughs> <laughs> as close as I can do to an Israeli. Yes, that's Wolverine. Pretty, that's really good. Yeah, thank yeah, you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, so that was disappointing, and then, but the worst was Billy Crystal, who <laughs> has done right. terrible things in support of Israel for many years. Also, I don't like think City Slickers too. <laughs> that was like the peak, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mr. Saturday Night. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And he hasn't been funny in like three decades anyway. But anyway, last year he was one of the honored guests at the Hollywood, um, what was it? Oh, was God. it the IDF? No, festival it, it was or even, it was something, it was the, uh, it was like the Isra- uh, Hollywood Honors Israel Gala mm. um, last year for Israel's uh, so-called 70th birthday of of itself being an ethnic cleansing apartheid state um <laughs> damn and so I, but I, it was, so not only was he like a, a you know a guest and he went but he went up there and he said this like just unbelievably horrifying shit and i had to write it down so he said i this was in the jerusalem post by the way doing your homework i know i this is i'm sorry i can't help it um I'm so glad to be with my fellow Jews. Meta world peace, Crystal said to raucous laughter. We were in bar mitzvah class together, right? So there's like the hint of soft racism. Oh, yeah. So meta world peace is a uh, black athlete who Mm -hmm. formerly named Ron Artest, in case everyone here doesn't know that, which they don't. Um, Crystal touted many amazing Israeli innovations, including the Iron Dome, which he said, quote, was Dick Cheney's Secret Service code name. See, not funny. It's not even fucking funny. He summed up the evening by saying, quote, I have a lot in common with Israel. We both turned 70 this year, and we're both a little cranky at this point in our lives. But we also have something important in common, and that is hope. Hatikva. Ugh. Hope. (laughs) (laughs) He goes on. (laughs) 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 Hope 
march for a brighter future and a better world. If a nation can be built, I think APAC actually wrote this fucking yeah, for part sure. of it. Yeah. If a nation can be built out of desert sand, fuck you. Like, are you fucking kidding me? If a homeland can be created what? out of the worst tragedy. Yeah, the Nakba, when 750,000 fucking Palestinians were expelled. I digress. If, if a democracy can thrive in a region that has none, Fuck you again! What the hell? <laughs> then anything and everything is possible, and that is Israel. Happy birthday, Izzy! Izzy! Wow! Izzy, serious? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So fuck Billy Crystal. Overthrow Billy Crystal. Sex Hugh Jackman because he's still kind of cute, even if he visited an Israeli Air Force base. But I would also sext him. Uh, the tenets of the BDS campaign uh-huh. to like not go as a fucking shill for the Israeli government yeah. and put like on a fucking divest. yeah fuck that you um, gotta offer him something that he wants yeah um, city slickers five <laughs> <laughs> that's good Curly's got yeah. more gold <laughs> and then I, I guess I, I mean that really looking. takes the I cake. just want to Pause and note that now I think I need like whenever I Google anything I just need to add Israel. Israel. Do it. Yeah. It'll like, ruin it's, everybody it's for like, you. It's like adding in bed to fortune. <laughs> yeah, right. like, no, I have yeah. a fortune cookie I put on my phone actually. Nothing dared, nothing gained in Israel. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely terrible. That's like a, that's about the peace process. Um, <laughs> Thank you guys so much for being part of the Vituation Room. Give it up for Nora and Matt <laughs> Lee. And give it up for yourselves. Thank you so much for being here. This means a lot. Uh, and the setup for having us here. Thank you very much. Thank you to the setup. Thank you to Mark. Thank you to Max. Get home safe, y'all. Bye-bye. Bye.